0: listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome to porvo with Cuba America's Top Dog. I am your host, Bob Shaughnessy, and Cuba is trying to get in my lap right now. <laughs> we hope you had a chance to listen to episode 21 with Lauren Collier. The show had great reviews. I had lots of emails about it. So if you haven't had a chance, go to Paw talkshow.com episode 21 and listen and see photos of lauren of course if you are on the road and you can't do that right now just wait till you get home but on the road you can also have us play on your phones or download us from iphone pet life radio and i actually created a media page on paw talk show that gives you some additional places where you're able to download our show today we have two very special guests they are both very good pet fashion designers, and it's a mom and a daughter. So right away, most of you know who this is going to be. Yes, we have Sandra Barnes from Chica Bow wow, plus her beautiful Brie, who Cuba is in love with. And then during the second half of the show, Sandy's mom, Mary Menki. is that how you pronounce it? Menki. Monkey from Princess Designs will be joining us. So we have a very busy day, but before we start, let's take a minute to give our sponsors a chance to say a few words.
0: It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping. Join the Dog Ring revolution. If you love your dog and want to take them everywhere you go, now you can with Dog Ring. Dog Ring is a hands-free way to include your dog in more activities and give you the freedom to take your dog almost anywhere.
1: It's a safe and easy way to secure your dog. It clips around trees, posts, and poles in seconds. It's lightweight, portable, and strong. It has a free sliding leash which allows your dog to run around without getting tangled up. Perfect for parks, picnics, barbecues, camping, lounging outside, and furry fun adventures everywhere. Now you can be part of the Dog Ring revolution. Visit thedogring.com and sign up for our Kickstarter campaign. Registration is now open. Go to thedogring.com. That's thedogring.com.
2: Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit DigDefense.com today. D-I-G, D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com.
1: let's talk pets on petliferadio.com
0: from paris new york and around the globe get ready for the hip the trendy the uber cool where pets rule
1: welcome back to Povo with cuba america's top dog joining us now the very talented sandy barnes and Bree. sandy is the founder and designer of Bow wow, totally green one of a kind and Bree is this beautiful little dog that, as I said, Cuba fell in love with when he met her. And he's actually looking at the computer right now. <laughs> Welcome, Sandy and Bree, and thanks so much for taking some time of today to join us.
2: Thanks for having us, Bob. Hi, Cuba. Thanks for having us.
1: He's looking at you. Sandy and I have known each other for a few years, and we have met twice. And she has come north for different events. And as I mentioned, Cuba and is certainly taken by Brie. So why don't we start off by, Sandy, you telling us about Brie, her breed, etc. And we sure. also have some pictures that people can look at. If they go to the pawtalkshow.com website, episode 22, we'll see some photos of Brie.
2: Okay. Brie is a three-year-old beaver terrier. It's pronounced many different ways by Americans. Beaver, bewer, beaver. The uh, <laughs> Germans pronounce it beva. And if you... Think of a party-colored Yorkie with a tail. That's what she looks like.
1: She is beautiful. I mean, I and the first time I saw her, I didn't have any idea what type of breed she was. And she doesn't really look like a Yorkie to me, though.
2: No, I mean, they're a combination of many different breeds, but uh, the piebald, recessive piebald gene in the Yorkshire Terrier is one of the dominant genes. Bree, however, is large for the breed. They're normally small Yorkie size but occasionally you will get a big dog Brie has one sibling in her litter and he is half her size so she's what they call a throwback I guess going back to the larger size of the breed
1: I like her that size she's what about 10 pounds
2: yes she is yes and still small enough to fly with that's all we care about
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's why we have Cuba the next picture is guess when you when you first got her as a puppy
2: Yes, yes. That's her baby picture. As you can see, I was starting her out early in clothing. She's about 10 <laughs> weeks old there and chewing on her little bone. That's still a favorite a favorite treat. And then
1: we have a Halloween costume.
2: Yes, yes. That was her Halloween dress from last year.
1: Speaking and of, then, we'll have to talk uh, after the yes. show about Halloween coming up. And uh, then the next
2: picture is uh, my version of Christian if I butcher his name, Boutin. he's a a famous designer, and uh, he designed a lot for Sex and the City. This is the Sex and the City ensemble that Carrie wore roaming through the streets of Paris. This picture was taken by one of the New York City famous, I don't know, famous, infamous photographers. His name is James Morrissey, Wild Coyote Studios. Yes, I've heard and of And so him. this was one of our souvenirs from a trip to New York City.
1: Oh, great. And the last picture, I guess, is an outfit. I have two more uh, pictures.
2: The last picture actually is, that was the event where she first met Cuba. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, event where she first met Cuba. And um, that was at last year, the first event that we attended. And she's wearing a Uh, It's a Dupiani silk outfit, and actually you'll see mocha in that later, so we can describe it in full later. And then the last picture is her first big girl portrait. I had her shot without clothes on so you could see her beautiful markings. And have you painted her yet? I have not. No, (laughs) I have not painted in about four years since I started chicka maybe going on five years now. I was
1: actually going to bring that up in a few minutes. Yes. Okay, so now that we have discussed Bree, let's move on to Sandy. You just mentioned you are or were, or I guess you still are, but you're just not practicing an artist.
2: Right, right. I have
1: seen some of your work, and it's excellent.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, when I started, well, I had thought I had sold my home, and so I had packed up my studio. And at the same time, coincidentally, the gallery that represented me had closed. And at that time, the economy had really taken a turn. Paintings started at $600, oil paintings. So not too many people were ordering oil paintings. But I thought, gee, if I could sell a bunch of little clothes, and this at the same time was when my, my little boy Rocco was diagnosed with cancer, it was a good opportunity to try to raise money to help with his treatment.
1: How long did Rocco live after this
2: Well, I treat, you know, they told me that he was not going to be cured, that I could treat him and he could have another couple of years, which he did. And uh, so I was very grateful for that. But he finally did succumb to to the cancer and and we lost him.
1: And your mom also played an influence in you starting your career, I guess, in pet fashion.
2: (laughs) Well, she did because she was waiting for the arrival of her puppy, which was a multi poo. And she kept making little outfits and emailing pictures to me. And, again, I had packed up my studio, and I, you know, still needed a creative outlet. And I did have a sewing machine, (laughs) so that's how I started sewing. And, you know, I had a dozen outfits in front of me before it even dawned on me, gee, I I might need to sell. (laughs) (laughs) these.
1: Now you're, we'll talk to your mom later, but she had been. She was a sewing instructor.
2: She was and is. Oh, still um, is okay. In her retired life, she retired from the Kellogg Company, and she has always had classes. As you know, in Michigan, they have full basements, and her basement is her classroom. You know, the, the basement is the entire footprint of the house. Right. And so she has, I don't know, maybe six or eight machines set up with another two or three sergers. And it's quite an operation down there.
1: And did you attend classes or no?
2: No, no. <laughs> of course she, not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no formal training with sewing. <laughs> this is something that it's, it's one of those things that I just inherently know how to do.
1: Um, one of our listeners actually wrote in and was curious about the name Chica Bow Wow and then how, why how Totally I Green. I acquired and- the name? Yes.
2: Um, I don't know, just in trying to think up a clever name that hadn't been used, I don't know, it just came to me and then I had to add the comma, totally green and one of a kind, just to add a design idea to it, you know, rather than just Chica Bow Wow.
1: And tell us why, why are you considered Totally Green?
2: Well, maybe totally green is a misnomer because, I mean, I do use new elements. For example, always my Velcro is new. Always, you know, it's hard to reuse tool. But other than that, we do try to use either vintage yardage. Uh, We use a lot of human clothing in our designs and also quite a bit of jewelry, vintage jewelry elements, which I shop for in Atlanta in most cases.
1: Right, it does make you very unique, and I think most people appreciate it. I mean, there's, we'll see one vest that you made for Cuba, that green corduroy. I mean, that corduroy, I can't even imagine how old it must be, but it's in such good condition.
2: Are you talking about Sergeant Pepper? Yes. Yeah, that's a small whale corduroy, and it absolutely is vintage. Good eye, Bob.
1: <laughs> okay. Before we take a look at your work, um, please explain how you and your mom work together with the website and Facebook, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a little mm-hmm. confused on that, too.
2: Okay, sure. Well, my mom is not that computer savvy, so I manage our our webpage, which is kind of, it began as mine, and then I I incorporated her because she really had no other way to market her things other than putting them in a, a retail store. We used to be in a retail store, and then it just occurred to us that, and especially once Facebook really took off, our clientele with Facebook, that we just didn't have enough time to do both. And so it just made sense to, you know, for us to retail it ourselves rather than, than trying to wholesale. So that's how that came about. And uh, again, I built and managed the website, so it's just easier for me to do it on my end.
1: And I'd also like to thank you for being with Paul Vogue. You've been with us since the beginning, and you've yeah. seen us go through quite a few changes. You've always been someone I can count on for an honest opinion, and you're definitely <laughs> an asset to Paul Vogue. Thank you, Sandy.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: It seems to me that many fashionistas now want to participate in the creation of the fashion that they're ordering. They want everything custom made. Is this an increasing trend or is it just a New York thing? (laughs)
2: I think it's, you know, I think every little girl wants to have something that she can call her own. And I think many people want to be involved in the design aspect. You know, they have a, a creative idea. For example, just last month in Atlanta, Darcy, Millie's mom, picked out an odd little piece of jewelry. And somehow she saw a little Scottish outfit. And so she, you know, she said, can you make something around this piece of jewelry? Which, of course, we did. And you'll see that in New York this month.
1: <laughs> and speaking of Dorsey, I mean, I know she's had her father's military uniforms made into yeah, yeah. outfits and her wedding, yeah. I think it was her wedding dress. and
2: Yes, absolutely. So. Mary Goodrow sent me a skirt that obviously was very sentimental to her and asked me to make a dress for pebbles out of that skirt. Often people will have things in the back of their closet that are either very sentimental or simply too expensive to throw away. <laughs> and, um, and then they will send it to a designer and have something made out of it.
1: Cuba will have to go through my closet later. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have people like me who must drive you crazy. Like I called you up and I said, can you make Cuba and Tasha a disco outfit? <laughs> and it was for Pebble's party. And yes. I had no idea what I wanted. And it must take you a lot of time to come up with the ideas, present it to us, see if we like it or don't like it. Is
2: that right? Difficult? Well, in that particular instance, um, it's funny because, you know, immediately people think of Saturday Night Fever and John Travolta, which I wanted to stay away from that. and And then somehow Roller Disco came to mind. And I thought, I bet nobody else is doing that. And it was fun because I was able to use the Rainbow Suspenders and, and incorporate that into both outfits and let Cuba show his pride and his disco fever.
1: If For our listeners, if you look down on the page, you'll see them doing their disco dance. And <laughs> doing the their disco, disco dance, right. <laughs> Here in Manhattan, it seems like most of the upscale pet fashion stores have all closed. No One is because of high rents, but two, I think, because most people from New York actually are ordering direct from the designers, and many of them have thanked Paul Vogue for that because they never knew so many existed. Right. Do you find that in Florida, too, that a lot of the upscale stores have closed?
2: In my town, only a few of the stores have closed. Our boutiques really constantly are striving to get people in the door with yappy hours, trunk shows, ice cream socials, weddings, what have you. It's it's not just about selling clothing. They try to create a party atmosphere where, you know, the groups want to come and be there and and socialize, you know, as well as be able to purchase clothing. So most of ours are still open. I don't know if it's because we're warmer weather and it's not quite as seasonal. I'm not sure what the formula is for you know, The rents zero, are much lower.
1: <laughs> That's quiet. one of them. And also, you were featured recently in the Yorkie 911 Rescue Fashion Show up mm-hmm, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean... That was one of the nicest shows I've been to. Um, I wish act- I
2: could have attended. <laughs> well,
1: at least all your designs attended. We all saw them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're really beautiful. And again, your style, you no, know, you do make some very elaborate gowns sometimes, but basically your style's different than everybody else. And as soon as we see it, we can say, Chica Bow Wow.
2: Yeah, I think probably because I am a big fan of mid century. I love that Mad Men rockabilly look. I'm also very partial to theater costumes, you know, show tunes, things like that. So right. you will see a lot of that in my designs. But yes, mid-century is one of my passions.
1: Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. And when we return, we will have Mary Mikey join us. And we will take a look at some of the designs, both from Chica Bow wow and Princess Designs.
0: It's time for a walk down Fifth Avenue, of course. We'll be right back after we do a little shopping.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877 385 8882, or you can drop me an email to Jeff at petliferadio.com, and hopefully, we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com.
0: From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets
1: rule. Welcome back to our Paw Talk Show, Paw Vogue with Cuba America's Top Dog. We have been talking with What's Sandra it? Barnes from Chica Bow Wow, And now joining us is Sandy's mom, Mary Monkey. Hi Mary, thanks so much for taking Hi. the time to join us today.
0: Well, thank you for calling.
1: Uh, We're glad to have you on the show. You two are quite a duo, I have to say, and everyone loves your work.
0: Well, thank you very much. We we really enjoy working together.
1: Sandy, say hello to your mom.
0: Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hi, honey. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm great. Thanks.
1: Okay, before we start looking at the designs, I just have a few questions for you, Mary. We know you were a sewing instructor, and we actually just found out that you have a classroom in your basement.
0: Yes, I do. I have a studio, and I've been teaching for about 30 years.
1: Wow. And when did you start doing pet fashion?
0: Well, when I got my baby, she's four years old at the multi And when I got her, and the day after she was born, I started knitting her sweaters, but I'd rather sew than knit. So once I got her, I started making her clothes.
1: And have you made human clothes too?
0: More than I care to remember. I did a lot of custom sewing. Yes, I've done a lot of human clothes.
1: But you've not done... Dog clothes are more fun. (laughs) I bet. You've not done human and um, dog together? No, no. No, because that is becoming more and more popular.
0: Oh, the doggy, it's newer, and it's been years since I've done custom dressmaking, but I still teach. Oh,
1: congratulations. Okay, we're going to take a look at some of your designs. Let's see. We first will go with some Chica Bow Wow designs. And then we will come back and talk to Mary about her design. So if everyone goes to the webpage, and the first one is a wedding gown.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, this is Dolce Marie, and she is wearing a ivory somewhere in time wedding gown. It's ivory lace, over taffeta, with a edged net underskirt. It has a large bow with a mauve pearl brooch and a pillbox hat with netting.
1: Now, just for curiosity, how long would it take to make something like that? How many hours uh,
2: of This particular dress, probably, I'm going to say six hours, probably exactly. in that range from start okay. to finish, That's about really six beautiful. hours.
1: Okay, next we have...
2: Black and white it's one. Dolce Marie again, yes. And this time she's wearing a black swan ensemble. It's black lace over white satin. That netting over the satin is very old Russian netting. I can no longer find it. And they make it still, but it's a, a, a much smaller net and finer. And then it has flowers and feathers at the waist and a pillbox hat. She's a perfect model for it. <laughs> she really is a very good little model.
1: Oh, now here we go into our big dogs.
2: (laughs) And I chose this particular design because it's exactly the same pattern as what you just saw Dolce wearing, only times 20. And so for this dress, I made a Moulin Rouge style for Tater Tot. And you can see that same Russian netting at the bottom of the dress. I had just a little bit left and Sandy really loved that netting and wanted me to use it. As you can see in the hat... There is a little bailing. If you could just see the top of Tater Tot's head, I also was able to incorporate that netting into the hat.
1: For our listeners who have big dogs, she's a Wheaton Terrier, and she has a larger brother who's a Wheaton Terrier, French Fry, and they have quite the wardrobe, so it's not just these small dogs that are wearing clothes now.
2: And French Fry has a handsome matching vest that goes Uh-oh. with this dress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, what do they weigh about? Do you know? 30-some pounds? Um,
2: I think French Fry's in the 50-pound Uh range, where Tater Tot's quite a bit smaller. I think she's only about 35, 37 pounds, somewhere in there.
1: Let's see. Next we have our good friend Mocha.
2: Our good friend Mocha. And if you remember, this is the outfit that Brie was wearing in one of her pictures. right, right. There are only two of this outfit, and Brie and Mocha have them. It's an embroidered dupiani silk for the top, and actually two coordinating colors, and then the bottoms, and I love making pants. This is an embossed ultra suede, and then the Dupiani silk is on the cuffs, which is hard to see in this photo, but uh, it's really a beautiful set. Yes, she said
1: this actually looks much better in person. She told me that.
2: <laughs> it, yes, yes, it does, especially if they're covered with Swarovskis. You just can't yeah. see them. The camera doesn't capture it.
1: Uh, the next two pictures are the dress for the cover of the top dog model, and Jojo Harder was our guest on our show three episodes ago.
2: That's right. This is Trixie, and she is wearing this is a what I like to think of as a vintage design. This is pink satin with silver lamé and a embroidered sequin overskirt, which actually was a curtain and a vintage rhinestone brooch. And then, of course, it has the nice little capelet type stole and a pillbox hat.
1: You must have been Completely pleased it was done. chosen for the cover of the book.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Now, I'm not sure who the next one is with the pink pill box hat.
2: That is Severine's dog Peanut. Oh, that is Peanut. That is Peanut, yes. And this is this was actually in the Rescue Rocks for Runways show. This is part of the Mad Men collection called Camelot. And of course, you can see that it's a, a take on Jackie Kennedy's Chanel suit. Again, I love Mid Worth Anything Jackie O.
1: Now the next one, is that Isabella?
2: That is Isabella Rose, yes. Who I would this not is, know. Um, <laughs> This was for the pre-Westminster fashion show of 2011, The Masquerade. And uh, being a theater buff, Phantom is one of my all-time favorite productions. And I just so this is embroidered Dufiani silk. It's hard to see in the photo, but the bodice is tufted velvet and silk. And then the cape is silk-lined cashmere. And the trim is absolutely vintage. And then the the wig, the the wig I had to, like, sew the curls into place to give it that Marie Antoinette look.
1: That's great. Okay, well, thank you, Sandy. I think the next one is your mom's, right?
0: It is. Sure is.
1: Millie wearing a white coat.
0: Yes. This white coat is a white mink. And it has brocade cross-stitch yoke and collar with the Swarovski crystals in the center, lined with satin with with Millie LaRue's name stitched in it. It's a beautiful little coat. I, I specialize in fur coats, and I might find a vintage coat, but it has to be pristine. And if not, then I will shop elsewhere. But the pictures are, you can't feel the fur, but I'm real particular about the faux fur. That's a beautiful coat, and Millie wears it so well.
1: Actually, I was going to mention that you are very well known for your coats.
0: I specialize in coats. I love doing coats. I'm Michigan. <laughs> Lined with uh, a double layer of netting. And uh, that's a beautiful little dress. Can't tell who's wearing it right here. Who's wearing uh, it? Mocha's wearing it. Okay. Well, uh-huh. that's very, that was one of my favorites.
2: The next one is mine. And that is, I love sewing vintage necklace stitched to the collar. And then a giant bow with, uh, with a rhinestone buckle. Again, to me, a very, very mid-century look. And I love the way that um, uh, this is Nicole Geller's photography, and she just really makes every design pop.
1: It's excellent. Yeah, it's something I could see Jackie O wearing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly.
1: I cannot see her wearing the next one, though.
2: Well, the next one is one of Mom's. This is her uh, latest Do-Si-Doe. Uh, Docido Diva fashion. Mom, you want to tell them about it?
0: Well, that is a country little hanky print, and um, it has the overstitched bodice, which has the teardrop and the Swarovski crystals in the middle. And the, and the bodice it. is
2: made from what?
0: Oh, yes, the bodice <laughs> is made from blue jean pat legs. I could only get, there's only four of them, so it's limited, but it just lends itself so beautifully. And then it has the satin ribbon edge netting underneath, which matches the little bows on the, on the dress, on the bodice. And that, that is just so darn cute. I love it.
2: And we there's have only four. found that the downside is we can only make a few when it comes to something like this. Right. And then sometimes people are disappointed when they can't get one. Well,
1: I can true. imagine. Yes. Um, before we go on to Beverly Hills Chihuahua, why don't we move down to the bottom of the page. And there's a picture of Cuba and Tasha in their disco outfits. And then there's a couple of slides of Cuba wearing some Chica Bow Wow. Why don't we go through them as well? Sure. Okay, the first one?
2: Okay, the first one is his vest, his Euro vest. I call it the Euro vest. I wanted to do something very regal and very old European. This is like a patch. It's hard to tell in the picture, but it's a patchwork of different textures and different fabrics, and it's all brought together by this vintage trim. You can see on his back it's a crest with lion's rampant, and I hope he likes it.
1: Yeah, it's really beautiful on him. And everyone comments.
2: Thank you. And then the New York City taxi outfit.
1: (laughs) I think these two are the most famous outfits in New York City, I think.
2: I think they have gotten more press than anything I've ever done. (laughs) I remember you asking, you saw my New Yorker vest and you wanted me to do something for Cuba. And I said to myself, nothing says New York City like the old checker cabs. And I thought it had a very mid-century feel. And uh, Cuba's vest is made with ultra suede lapels and pockets and then real pocket watch parts from actual watch for his little pocket watch. And actually, Tasha's little rockabilly dress came later after Cuba's, yeah, after she saw Cuba's vest, she wanted a dress to match. Then the other one, oh, we talked about this corduroy before. That was a a vintage tiny whale corduroy. This was from one of my officer's collection. This was Sergeant Pepper. It's difficult to see from the photo, but it has little buttons with like rhinestone studded buttons in the placket and little applets. And then there is a little, like a little badge on the breast pocket. Isn't that correct?
1: Yes. A little I mean, bad. It is so soft. It's unbelievable. The corduroy.
2: Yeah, that's when that corduroy has what we call tiny whale. It is. It's very soft. Okay. And
1: lastly, we're going to just talk to both of you about the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Mary, you must have been so proud to have your dress selected.
0: Yes, I was very proud. And uh, it was first noticed on the big doggy retail sites that we were on. And it was made from a vintage prom dress that a neighbor gave me and only for in existence. Uh, Of course, the first one went to Walt Disney Studios, and another was raffled, and the winner, she auctioned it. So the total proceeds, which netted about $2,000, was donated to Pet Pal Shelter and the Chihuahua 911. Both are no-kill shelters, so it went to a good cause, and then, of course, another one was sold. Isabella
1: Rose has one. Which one is that?
0: Isabella Rose. She has a mother all identical to the one that was in, in the uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3.
1: Right. And we actually have pictures here of all three. Lily Myers, yeah. Isabella, uh, mm-hmm. Isabella Rose, and Mocha. And then we even Mocha. have a picture of Cuba and French Fry wearing their bow ties.
0: They have matching bow ties. That is so sweet.
1: <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. It, was, was, a, it was a
0: proud moment, yes. I just am still thrilled about it.
1: Do you know what happened to the one that Disney has? What they've done with it?
0: I know what happened to it. It went into wardrobe. Probably will be used again somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> in a commercial or something. But maybe not because Rosa wore it in the movie. It may be. It may just hang there forever. I don't know. Yeah, but it's in Disney's wardrobe.
1: Well, not too many designers can say that their dress was the star of. A, I mean, that really was the star of the film. <laughs> Rosa's wearing that dress in that party. That's wonderful. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. Before you know, our time is up. We've actually run over a little bit. But that's okay. Do you have any new exciting news coming up? Anything you can tell us?
2: Oh wow! <laughs> Gosh. Other than <laughs> just keep designing one dress at a time. No. I mean, we will be going to New York for a pre-Westminster Fashion Show again this year. Oh great! And great. we yeah, and we also participate in many of the online auctions and uh, things like that to benefit rescues. But, uh, you know, keep an eye out for us on Facebook and on Paw Vogue. And again, just keep doing them one at a time. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, thank you, Mary, Sandy, and, of course, Bree, for joining us today. I'm sure our listeners, and as well as Cuba, thoroughly enjoyed having you as our guests. Well,
0: thank you very much. We appreciate Thank it. you, Bob. Thank you, Cuba.
1: We would also like thank to you. thank our listeners for joining us and the producers of Paul Vogue with Cuba, America's Top Dog. We also want to congratulate the winners of the Fashionista of the Year. See you next show. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand.